Welcome to Sea of Fire Ministries Podcast with Pastor James Myers. And now, here is Pastor James Myers. Alright, so today we are going to start on the law of causality. Um, we're going to be really looking at uh, cosmology today though. Uh, there's the etymological derivation. Cosmos really uh, is essentially means world. And we've looked at logos um, over and over again. Uh, so, in creation, uh, the ultimate causality, the first cause, obviously, uh, in ancient uh, creation myths, they all have a chaos. It all began with a chaos, and, and, they, and the uh, beginning was basically a struggle against that chaos. So various gods would be in wars and all these, this other thing, where the uh, account in Genesis, the first uh, chapter of Genesis, the first verse of Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth, and, and, but the, the, there was, the earth was dark and it was void. So that was a chaos. And the way, so there was still, there's still a struggle account of chaos in Genesis 1. However, what God does for that is basically speak order into existence. He says, let there be light and there's light. And that's called uh, uh, his divine initiative. He speaks and it is so. Uh, So again, Genesis 2, Genesis 1-2 is the world is full of darkness and void and darkness was over the face of the deep um, and it is overcome by his mere speaking into existence. So the cosmological argument goes like this. It's really uh, first formulated by Aristotle, then uh, later adapted and and, uh, um, added to by Thomas Aquinas. And we'll look at his five causes for the existence of God later on. This is... This gets into it a little bit. This is kind of one of them, and we'll look at that here in a second. But the cosmological argument is very, very easy. Again, we've looked at the, uh, the formula, basically, for causality. Every effect has, we said, an antecedent cause. It doesn't, same thing. Every effect has an equal or greater cause. The universe, so these are the observations. This is the basic uh, cosmological argument. Every effect has an equal or greater cause. The universe is an effect. Therefore, the universe had a cause. So think about a dictionary. You know, it, these, it's full of, especially exhaustive dictionaries, it's full of all the different words and all the definitions. Wouldn't it be strange, wouldn't it be ludicrous to assume that just came out of nothing? A dictionary just showed up and you cut all the definitions of words alphabetically you know, and all this kind of a thing. That's absurd. Um, now, Remember, we looked at uh, the law of causality that every effect has an equal or greater cause or an antecedent cause, a cause that goes before that. Now, that doesn't necessarily um, teach us anything about reality. It's really the way in which we observe reality. But it so essentially, you know, it, this is basically saying if things are in effect, then they necessarily had a cause. Could very well be everything in the world is eternal. Now, I don't believe that, but it could very well be, you know, we talk about everything outside, there are cars, there are animals, there are plants and all these things, and maybe they're just eternal. All this is saying is, if we get to a point where we recognize them as effects, then by necessity, they must have had a cause. That's easy enough, right? So, but this doesn't tell us about reality in and of itself. It's just saying, if there... So, uh, what what this is is really a form. What's called a formal truth, and basically that's just a true a truth that's true by definition. Um, remember, 
when uh, when we were first looking at this, when I was uh, introducing, we looked at Bertrand Russell, who uh, had read John Stuart Mill's. John Stuart Mill said, if everything must have a cause, then God must have a cause. And we looked at that and said, it doesn't say that everything must have a cause. It says every effect must have a cause. So, but uh, the the law is basically that's why it's a formal truth. If you can, if you ever recognize anything as an effect, then by necessity it had to have a cause, an equal or greater cause before it. Um, so, if I were to say a wife is a married woman, that's I'm not saying anything here that I'm not saying there. You see what I'm saying? Because by definition, a wife is a married woman. So, in in effect has a cause. That's, there's nothing I'm saying here that I'm not saying there. Same thing, if anything is a cause, it must have effect, an effect by necessity. And this is the law of contradiction. So that's, that's why we looked at that in our last uh, session leading into this. And we're, gonna lead, we're still leading into the next one, which is basically the basic reliability of sense perception. But this is basically the, the breakdown of the cosmolog cosmological argument. Every effect must have a cause, the universe is an effect. Everything that, that we see out there is an effect. But, and we notice that because of the cause. Does that make sense? So, but once we notice that it has a cause, obviously it's an effect. Um, so, so we see that the universe is an effect, therefore the universe, I mean, quid pro quo, you know, it's just uh, natural. If the universe is an effect, then therefore it must have had a cause, again, by definition. Uh, teleology is really a study of purpose. Uh, telos is purpose and logos, again, we've looked at that, it's study or science. So the study of purpose and or design. Again, you see everything out there. You, you see cars, you see animals, but they all have a purpose, a, sp a specific purpose. A vehicle is to transport. A, an 18-wheeler is to transport a lot of goods. Uh, um, a bird is meant to fly and, and all of that kind of different thing, but they all have a purpose and they all have a design. And so when you see design in creation, that points to a designer. So design and purpose points to an intelligent cause. It must be an intelligent cause. And you if you look at the complexity of an eye, it's incredible. The, and the human mind is more powerful than even modern computers. We don't really use it as much as we should, uh, but but it really it's it's an, it's a fascinating organ, and the eye is incredibly complex. In fact, the breakdown of evolutionary theory really is from the eye, and we'll look at that some other time. But uh, but when you see this design, when you see this this purpose, that points to an intelligent cause, therefore a personal cause. And this is where I will start to lead into that God isn't just a necessary being. It's not just necessary that we have something uh, before everything. It, it must be someone, and it must be a personal, perfect being. But this is the beginning of that. This is the introduction, introduction to that. So since there is not only there are not only effects and causes, but there's design and there's purpose. This leads to an intelligent cause and therefore a personal cause. You don't have intelligence without person. You know, tree isn't intelligent. Okay, uh, science dis scientific discoveries do not remove God from the equation. Scientists try to do this all the time. They try to uh, prove the non-existence from God based on different scientific discoveries. And typically, it's really those scientific discoveries that point to the existence of God. It's, it's usually the prejudice of the person, though. 
Like if you're looking for something to explain the, the non-existence of God, you're gonna find you're gonna find it because it fits according to your own worldview already. You're you're biased in even before the fact. And Christians can be guilty of this too. We want to see the existence of God in everything, and so we fit it sometimes. And we think that it's solid when it's not always solid. And we'll look at that in different uh, ways that that look looks like um, as well. Um, the um, so yeah, yeah, it doesn't prove him. What is that? Uh, example, no cause and effect. Uh, math is also another formal truth. I don't know why it's down here. But math is actually another formal, formal truth. So you take the equation 2 plus 2 equals 4, right? That's not saying anything about reality. It's not saying there are two of something or four of something. But if you were to have two of something and add another two of them, all you will have is four. It's impossible to get five. It's impossible to get three. It's a formal truth. Two plus two. That's why I love math. That's why it's very logical. That's because it's a formal truth. It doesn't tell you, again, anything specific uh, about reality. It teaches you um, how to learn about reality, how to observe reality. Um, so there's a, there's a well-known kind of story about these two little boys. And two little boys are walking along, and one of the boys asks the other boy, uh, who made the trees? And the little boy says, God made the trees. And he asks the boy, you know, the next question, who made the flowers? God made the flowers. And then he asks him, who made you? God made me. Well, who made God? And he says, God made God. Now, that's impossible. That's not true. It's a very, it's a very, uh, it can be a penetrating question. It can be, it can be a, a good question when rightly, uh, um, sought after the answer, but even God can't make himself. God cannot, because God cannot be and not be at the same time and in the same relationship. Therefore, he can't make himself. In order to make himself, he would have to not be and be, <laughs> and then he would come, whereas he wouldn't be there before. God cannot make himself. The law of, uh, the law of causality doesn't necessitate that God made himself. He's, he's self-existence. He's self-existent. He's not derived. He's not contingent. He is, and he is eternally. Um, but so God cannot even make Himself. So that's really kind of all we're going to look at today. Um, we're going to. Uh, David Hume was an empirical philosopher. Remember, we looked at empir uh, empiricalism. Well, not ism, but what empirical is is to uh, to prove anything scientifically through experimentation or through data and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and many people think that he really demolished the law of causality. And we're gonna, I'm, what we're gonna do, what I'm gonna attempt to do is uh, prove that that is not what happened. Uh, but we're gonna do that in our next session on uh, basic reliability of sense perception. Any, any uh, questions? Again, so we're the, the, the four principle, I mean, the analogical use of language will probably take longer, but these are all just kind of like even the law of uh, contradiction last week. Now we're looking at the law of causality. We're going to look at the reliability of sense perception. And then we're going to look at analogical use of language. And then we'll go into all sorts of different theories, all sorts of different um, ideologies that we will use these categories. So these are really brief. These are going to be very fairly quick. 
Again, the analogical use of language will probably be a little bit longer, but next week the, um, the, reliability, the basic reliability of sense perception isn't going to take all that long. But yeah, so David Hume um, is, is assumed to have uh, demolished the law of uh, causality, and we are going to see that's not the case. Any questions? I do have a question. It has really nothing to do with any of this, but it's, this etymological derivation is really kind of getting me here. The word cosmetology, is it broken down cosmeta? Or wait, what is, what is cosmetology? Um, I th that has something to do with cosmetics. Uh, oh. Because so. well, I see cosmo, you know, in that word. Uh -huh. And I know yeah. you just added T and another O. Yeah, I don't know. So I was just wondering where that. I don't know the etymology is. of uh, uh, cosme cosmetology yeah. or cosmetics. Um, I mean, obviously Hair. the Hair. first <laughs> cause is in there, but. Uh, Hair and yeah, well, cosmosis. I mean, I know that's like what it means, but like what, like, because like cosmo is cosmos means world. Cosmetology. Essentially, right? World as it is. I was just. Thank you for listening to CFIR Ministries Podcast with Pastor James Myers. We hope you enjoy this message. Please subscribe and follow us. Tune in as we continue into the Word of God.